Hi, Mama. I'm so glad you're here today. We're back talking about anger. So, if you missed the last episode, I shared my personal story and journey through anger, which is not a pretty one. So, if you don't have a pretty one either, you got to go listen to that so you know you're not alone. And we, sh- I shared my first two tips for overcoming anger, and those were some really big ones. So, make sure you go back and listen to that. Today, we're gonna dive back into some tips on how I have overcome anger. I have eight more tips to share with you. There's so much that I've done. It's been a long journey, so I have a lot of tips, but I really believe that they're going to give you some mindset shifts, some heart breakthroughs, and are going to allow you to begin walking in the freedom that God has for you. So I'm excited. Um, As always, make sure you're in our Facebook group. It's at bit.ly slash morning mama Facebook group. If you're feeling alone, if you're feeling like, am I the only one that does this anger thing? Come in there and share your story. I know there's going to be someone else that relates to you. At least just me, but I know there's others. So make sure you're in there. And I'm also going to be sharing some new content with you soon. Cool. Something I'm developing for you that I'm excited about. So my Facebook group members are going to be the first ones that get access to that. So make sure you're in there. Bitly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Morning Mama Facebook group. I cannot wait to see you there. Meet you, learn your story, see your face. It's going to be great. And I'm excited to jump back into this journey of healing from anger and how we can stop tearing down our house. And this is one of the ways we can stop tearing it down so we can use those hands to build our house instead. All right, let's go, Mama. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. I think I've shared about this a little bit lately, but you know, prayer has always been a struggle for me. I just kind of get bored. I don't really understand it. But in really the past year or two, God has really been opening up my eyes and my heart to understand prayer and become passionate about it. And I actually, <laughs> it sounds so bad, but I actually finally believe in the power of prayer. Like I think before I would like, like in my mind, I would believe in it. Like, yes. God changes things through prayer. But I I never really understood what that looked like or how that played out. And recently I have become a lot more faithful in my prayers. And I I actually like have them written down. I have these verses about each, each thing in my life that I pray over that situation every single day. And it is so crazy to see how much that has impacted my life. Like, God is incredible. He is so powerful. And, you know, he is working and changing things. But also when I pray, it changes me. You know, it it reminds me of God's faithfulness. It reminds me of God's power. It reminds me that I am free. So one of the verses I've been praying over myself every single day is, thank you, God, that I am free from speaking death. And thank you that you're equipping me and strengthening me to speak life as a wife, as a mother, 
as a friend. And I pray that every day, and it is crazy how much it's changing my situation and me. Because even, even as my anger has gotten into control, you know, I still have these moments of speaking death, like criticism, these little things, you know, and you can just see how it, 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 the difference between speaking death and speaking life. And it's even in just these little moments where we're building someone up or tearing them down or right, building our house up or tearing it down. So make sure you do not neglect to pray every single day for freedom from your anger for you know whatever that looks like for you maybe it, for you it's also your tongue and praying that you would be free from speaking death okay number 4 this has been so key for me take a break and walk away so this doesn't always feel right is the thing like it sometimes feels like i'm hurting the situation or uh, avoiding it or not being respectful or, or, or something. But I have learned that if I really, if I feel myself getting worked up and I'm feeling out of control and I'm feeling, you know, frustrated with what's going on and all these things and they start building in me, like if I need to stop it, if it's because like once it hits a certain point and it's, it's just increasing, I, I know when I hit that point and I have to walk away and I go spend some time alone and I talk to God. I take a breather. Sometimes I need to distract myself for a minute from what the situation and I reset myself. And the thing is, I was doing this. I shared very briefly a minute ago about how I would walk away and like walk and walk and walk and just like not be just leave, you know. But instead of doing it in a destructive way, I've learned to do this in like a more proactive way. So when I feel myself getting to that point that I'm like, okay, this is not going anywhere good. I need to take a step away. I go and I do that. And this is key for me. I need that moment with God. I need to remember who I am. I need to pray. I need to remember I have freedom. I need to remember what God has promised me about certain things. And I go and I reset my mind and my heart. And this just helps me to go back into the situation. I remind myself I'm not in control of what's happening. I'm just in control of myself. And I go back in and I'm ready to, to try in a healthy way. So take a break and walk away. Okay, number five, confess your sins. So there is so much power in this. The Bible talks about this all the time. Confess your sins to each other. Like there is immense power in this and you've got to let people know what you're struggling with. You've got to let them in on the journey. There is so much freedom in it. If, if you are just holding on to this alone and you're hiding it, you are just piling on the shame. Like shame comes when we keep things in secret, but we've got to bring them to the light and allow others to come and support us. Make sure you're telling this to people that are going to support you to not say, oh, yeah, your husband is a jerk. You should be angry like those are not the people you wanted to be telling this to. But if you have some solid women in your life that are going to point you back to God, that are going to hold you accountable, that are going to pray with you, let them know that you are struggling let them in on the journey. And I I know there's going to be so much power that comes from that for you. And if you don't have those people in your life, I say this all the time because I'm passionate, get plugged into a church. It doesn't have to be a perfect church, but you need to be in a church and get involved, be on a team, and especially get in a small group, a Bible study, somewhere where you're going to talk about real stuff with women that are going to point you to Jesus. This is essential. 
You can't heal alone. And as much as I love our Facebook community, we can talk about this stuff there. That's great. But you need someone that's doing life with you, that's in your, your location, that knows you, that can go on a walk with you when you're having a hard day. You got to find those people. Okay, number six, I make sure that I am healthy. So yes, we're talking about healing and like having that kind of health. But right now I'm talking about like physically healthy. So I make sure that I don't have too much sugar, not too much coffee, not too much alcohol. I make sure I've slept. I make sure I've eaten. My husband can tell you a lot about this one. Like He is always joking about this because I get super hangry. And so if I have not eaten... Yeah, he can tell. And so he always makes sure to feed me, which is great. But really, I mean, he's he doesn't feed me. I take responsibility for that for myself. And so that's what I'm saying. Take responsibility for yourself. Make sure that your mind is right. Because I know if I have had too much sugar, like I, I don't feel good. My body feels icky and it affects my mood. And I know there's all kinds of science backing up how sugar affects your mood. So make sure you are consuming things in moderation and it's not affecting your physical body and impacting your anger because there's a lot, I'm sure there is a lot of physical things that we eat that are affecting our mood and our anger. And we could go a lot more into this, you know, exercise that can be such a game changer for people's anger. So make sure that you are healthy and taking care of yourself throughout the day, you know, drinking water eating food, making sure you're in a good spot because it's these little things that can just, you know, if because if, there's going to be hard stuff that comes up, right? There's going to be conflict where marriage is hard. Kids are hard. Life is hard. So we're going to come up against things that are going to trigger us. So we need to make sure that we are prepared to battle. And if our bodies are not in a healthy, grounded spot, then that little tiny thing can turn into a huge thing. And before you know it, we're back in our rut of, you know, speaking death. And so we have to take care of these little things so that we are prepared for these battles. Okay, number seven, voice things that are bothering me before they build up. So this was a cause of so many fights and so many explosions, I should say, because I would feel all of these things and see all of these things, feel this frustration, see these things that I felt weren't right. But I felt like I I couldn't say anything in that moment. And so I held it in. But I didn't hold it in forever because then it would build up and build up and build up until it pop right into an explosion. And all of the things I was thinking and feeling would come out in a super unhealthy way. And that's when like the the death words would come in there. That's when the screaming and, and the threats and all of this abuse would come out because I didn't take responsibility to bring up what I was feeling in a healthy way. And so you've, it's not that what you're feeling or thinking is wrong. Like the thing that's upsetting you might be real. It might be something that needs to be worked on. It might be something that, you know, you need to be in counseling for that, you know, maybe your spouse needs to work on. Maybe your kids need to work on whatever it is. It might be real. And so you've got to be proactive about that and bring it up in a healthy, loving way. So so if you're still struggling, you know, and everything is coming out as speaking death and anger, then I would say take a break, get grounded. Or use your four steps if you're doing the restoration theory model. 
before you have that conversation, make sure you're in a grounded place. I now, because I can keep myself grounded most of the time, I now, when I feel that rising up in me, I ground myself and then I say, hey, this is what is going on that I am struggling with. And I know I need to bring this up because otherwise it's going to build up and I don't want it to explode. So can we please talk about this? And oh my gosh, does that help so much to not allow these big explosions to happen because I'm dealing with it then. And even then, if I don't get a resolution, you know, my husband doesn't want to talk then or, you know, he's stuck in his pain or whatever, I have brought it up. And so now I go to God with it. But I at least have brought it up because before I would like hold it inside and kind of like use it against him. But I felt like at some point I needed to tell him that I was using it against him and tell him that he did this thing wrong or, or, you know, whatever it was, even if it's real stuff, like legitimate stuff. And so now if I can just talk about it then, in a grounded place, then I can release it more. And maybe it's still going to come up in another week and I'm going to try and have another conversation uh, and, and, and try to go to God with these things. But I'm not just allowing it to, to pile up together. All right, I'm going to try and shoot these last three off fast. I knew it was ambitious to try and get through 10 things in this time, but I just, yeah. So, okay. Number eight, apologize. Be the first to apologize. We're going to talk about this more next episode, but apologies are so powerful. They can completely reset a situation. So sometimes if I'm in the middle of some anger building up or like I I let something not nice slip out of my mouth or whatever it is, I try as soon as possible to stop. Uh, uh, Even mid-word and say, I'm sorry. And owning that, owning what I did, it removes the shame because I am apologizing. I'm asking for forgiveness. It doesn't mean that what I said doesn't affect our marriage or doesn't affect him. But the moment that I can take ownership, I reset the situation. I throw off the shame because I'm saying, you know what? This doesn't define me. Like I am forgiven by my God. I, this is not who I am. I'm going to turn. I'm going to do a 180. Wait. Yep. 180. And even like, sometimes I'll even do like an angry apology if I really like can't get myself situated, but I'm like, I need to apologize. I'll just be like, I'm sorry that I spoke to you unkindly. (laughs) And even just like starting down that track, even though I know I'm like, that's not, I can't just end there. Like I need to, you know, get it better, but it will reset it. And like, I'm, I'm shifting the conversation. I'm turning around. And so whatever you can do soon as you can, Start that apology and take ownership. Okay, number nine, own your mood and call it out. So like I said, know yourself, get to know where you're at, know how you're feeling. Like we're, we're even if we treat our bodies really well, there's always going to be days that are harder and, you know, it's our period is coming or um, we have some pain somewhere, you know, there's going to be things that are affecting us. So own it, know where you're at and call it out. Tell him, hey, this is a warning. I'm feeling really grumpy today. The kids woke me up all night. Um, so I just need a little extra grace today, you know, and when we say extra grace, it doesn't mean that you can just be a jerk, but like calling yourself out like that, first of all, helps you recognize where you're at and helps you hold yourself a little more accountable, but also he understands. And so he might give you that grace that you need. And, you know, if he, 
instead of like you, maybe you snap at him a little bit, instead of him like reacting back at you, whatever that reaction is, he goes, babe, why don't you go take a break? Or like, hey, can you watch yourself a little bit? You know, like he's going to understand what's happening a little bit better and it's going to help him not react and it's not going to, you know, just end in this, it's going to try and stop that vicious cycle from happening. So whenever you can, let him in and give him a window into where you're at and what is happening. Again, this is not an excuse to act bad, but when we have those off days, because we're going to have them, just just try and own it. And sometimes it's so hard to own it. I'm like, I don't want to tell him I'm grumpy because I'm grumpy. <laughs> and I don't want to own that. Like, I don't like feeling this way. But if I can just somehow bleh, spit it out of my mouth, it's very helpful. Okay, the last one is just like a mindset shift. Just realize, and you might already know this, but I think I, I fooled myself a lot. Realize that even if your anger is effective in the short term, it is not effective in the long term. It is not creating anything that is good with your kids, with your husband, with whomever. You know, it might seem effective. Your kids might go and do what they're supposed to do, but that's not actually creating a heart change in them. They're not actually understanding what's going on. They're not actually learning to uh, respect you. You know, and the same with your husband, like in these moments when I would get angry, it often would create this moment where my husband would finally tell me what he's feeling and thinking and what is going on with him. And because, you know, his coping is to withdraw. And so it would create these moments of emotional intimacy, which was what I was looking for. But overall, it was creating a toxic, unhealthy unsafe environment for our marriage. So overall, it was hurting our marriage. It was pouring poison into it. I got these little moments, these little gleaming moments that seemed like, okay, look, hey, look, my my anger worked. If I shout loud enough, I'm going to get what I want. But no, because overall, it was tearing us apart. It It was causing him to generally feel more unsafe to open up. So you need to take a clear picture of what is really happening. What is your anger really producing? And I know you probably like on the surface think, no, I know my anger is not good. I know my anger is hurting people. I have shame about my anger. I know God doesn't want us to be angry, whatever. Or God doesn't want us to act out of our anger, right? We're allowed to feel it in your anger. Do not sin, the Bible says. But there could be these subtle ways that your anger is getting reinforced When you get what you want, when your kids comply, when your husband does what you were yelling about him about. Okay, mama, I know that was a lot. Anger is a a big one to deal with, but I know that God is going to move in you and he is already working. And I believe that he is bringing you some freedom right now. So I'm going to pray for you. I'm excited to see what God wants to do through this. And, you know, this might just be the beginning of the journey for you of healing. Maybe this is going to show you, hey, it's time to get some therapy. Hey, it's time to get in a connect group at church. Hey, it's time to get some coaching. Hey, it's time to confess to a friend and let them into this journey. Like, wherever it is, I just encourage you to take one step. What is your next step? And life is, I promise you, so much better on the other side of this, like, oh, man. And that's for you. 
that's coming for you. So let me pray. God, I thank you for every ear that is listening to this. I thank you that you are working and moving and you are using my story and my sin and my shame, God, but that you, you promise to use all things good for those who love you, God. And so I just pray that all of the ickiness that I shared, God, that you would use it for good, that that people would feel like they're not alone, that these women would realize that there is hope, that there is a way out. It doesn't always have to be this way, God. I pray right now you would set them free, God. I pray that this would be a turning point for them, that tomorrow the anger would be thrown off, God, that it would be gone, God. I pray for breakthrough in every person that is listening, God. I, and I thank you for your supernatural power. I thank you for how you've set me free, God. And I thank you for how you've helped me understand myself and what is going on. And you've used this journey, God, just to help me to be more in tune with what is happening inside of me and that I need to understand that and I need to communicate in a healthy way. And so, God, I just pray for that journey for everyone, God, that you would give them wisdom and guidance on that. You would show them where to walk. You would show them mentors. You would bring them mentors into their life, God, that could help them walk through this journey of freedom from this anger. And I thank you, God, just for for where you want to take them, God, that uh, as they let go of this, as they let go of this anger that's tearing down their house, God, you would replace it with just something amazing, God, with wisdom, with peace, with hope. And God, I just thank you for where you're taking these daughters, God, that you you are ready to do some work in their lives and you are a good God that we can trust. So we thank you, God, for the work you're doing, God, even on this podcast, God, even with every ear listening, God, that you right now, as these women are listening, are doing work. Thank you, God, for your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.